Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. This is going to be episode four, so happy Mindful Monday. Today's episode is going to be focusing on self-love, relationship communication, and the five love languages. And I'll be um, referencing the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. So we are at episode four, and I can't explain to you guys how much I appreciate everyone who has listened so far and everyone who has been tagging me in their Instagram stories saying um, how much this podcast has helped them and other people who've DM'd me um, talking about how the podcast has um, affected them in such a positive light. So I want to, again, Thank you guys so much for doing that. If you do listen to this podcast, please feel free to share it with anyone who would love it. Post it on your Instagram. Make sure to tag me in it. Um, You can DM me and give me any comments or questions or topics you want me to talk about as well. I'm open to all answers and questions and comments. And again, just thank you guys so much for the support. And I'm really just doing this podcast to, you know, spread some joy, spread some self-care and kindness and create a community where everyone can just you know talk about their mental health and self-care because your mind is everything that we have and so we got to set that mind right in order to set the world right so for our first segment just like always I am going to be reading a quote from my favorite doing well daily journal and today's quote is become more aware of what's really worth your energy like, yes, please. Okay. There's so many times that we are doing activities or interactions that are not worth our energy, that we feel obligated to do it. And what I've definitely been working on is saying no and doing activities and interacting with people that higher and raise my energy and my frequency and make me feel good. Pay attention to activities that make you feel good. Pay attention to the people around you that make you feel good and send your energy there. When you interact with someone, always pay attention to how they make you feel after you have interacted with them, right? Did they evaluate your energy and evaluate your energy? Or did they suck your energy out, right? Did they elevate you? I think that's what I was trying to say. Elevate, words are hard today. Elevate your energy rather than suck your energy, right? Your inner circle is your most important aspect of your mindset as well. People have said you are the five people that you spend most time with. So again, focus. What 
increases your energy. Think about things that are worth your energy and make sure to say no. It's okay to say no to things that you're not interested in. Say no to people that you're not interested in. Because again, life is short and we need to spend more time doing things that we love, hanging out with people that we love, rather than doing things and talking to people that we feel obligated. So focus on that energy. Okay, so we are now going to move on to segment two and make sure if you guys are enjoying this podcast, I am on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any other platforms where podcasts are being made. Make sure to follow me on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. I love to hear um, what you guys think. So please make sure that you do that. And I would really, really appreciate it. So for segment two... This episode is going to be airing um, the 15th, so after Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day. I was also trying to think of what what do you call it when a bunch of single men like hang out on Valentine's Day, but I don't think that actually happens. I think maybe they're all just watching Twitch, so happy Twitch Day, guys. That's the only thing I can um, come up with. I was talking, I was saying to my sister that I might call it like Palentine's Day, but like gals can be pals too, so I was like, just... Happy Twitch Day to the guys out there who um, celebrated Valentine's Day um, being single or hanging out with the dudes. Happy Valentine's Day for all the ladies out there who are just having a nice little gals night. And also happy Valentine's Day to all the other um, couples out there. So in the spirit of Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day was all about spreading love, right? St. Valentine, um, he was marrying people while there was a war going on and soldiers weren't allowed to marry each other. And so he was marrying people like incognito. So the whole message of Valentine's Day was about spreading love. And one of the ways you can spread love is with self-love. That's very important because in order to love others, you have to love yourself first. And I think oftentimes we forget about that notion where we think in order to be happy and feel self-love, we need to have that, you know, admiration from somebody else. But I've definitely learned, especially going through my first committed relationship that I've been, I've been dating my boyfriend for now two years. And he was the first um, committed relationship that I had. And I was single for a very long time because I just, I didn't want to settle. Um, for anyone and I wanted my partner to be my best friend and he has fit the bill but it's very important to go into a relationship already having self-love because in order to love someone else to the fullest you need to love yourself first so I have actually I was always thinking like what is self-love we talk about that all the time so I looked up I googled hey millennial and self-love is the regard for one's well-being and happiness. So self-love is the thought of taking care of yourself. And then self-care is acting on that self-love. Because you love yourself, you want to take care of yourself. So in honor of Valentine's Day and talking about loving yourself, I actually made a list of a bunch of different things that I do and others have done as well to kind of increase that self-love. Because a lot of the times too, a lot of people feel upset around Valentine's Day if they don't have a significant other to celebrate it with. Um, and I think that we should switch our perspective that maybe if you don't have, you know, a Galentine's night or even, you know, uh, bro night, if you will, on Valentine's Day, I think it's very important to also then focus on self-love. 
So here are just some uh, self-care things that I do and other people have told me that they do in order to uh, make sure that they are taking care of themselves. Some of the self-care um, activities that I do that really bring me back to my inner peace if I'm feeling very stressed or I just want to treat myself to a nice self-care day is I take a really long hot shower. You can ask anyone on a regular day. I take like a 15 minute shower, which is still long, I think personally. But if I'm like doing the whole kit and caboodle for a self-care day. I am in there for like a half hour, 45 minutes, blazing hot shower, mind you. My boyfriend's always like, how do you shower in the gates of hell, <laughs> basically? And it just fe it feels just so nice on the skin. And um, in the shower, you know, you do typical, you wash your hair. And I use a lot of body scrubs. And I love using body scrubs to exfoliate my entire skin. Because a lot of the times when we focus on skincare, we focus on our face. But I also think it's super important for self-care to focus on the entire skin. So on your whole entire body as well. And I actually use this body scrub from Hello Body. Um, I actually have a promo code for 30% off their products. They are vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free. Um, they have products for... Um, hair, um, face and skin. And their products are made with, you know, all just key and natural ingredients. And I really love their products. So I'm going to put my promo code for 30% off for Hello Body um, in the show notes. Another brand I use for um, skincare is called Valjean Labs. I found this at Marshall's and I fell in love with it. And again, it is vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, all that good stuff, all natural materials. It's called Valjean Labs. It reminds me of Jean Valjean from Les Miserables, if you guys know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. And I use the um, Vegan Glow Serum, and it has a lot of vitamin C in it. And then I also use the, it's like the At Night Retinol um, Serum from Valjean Labs. And I also use the uh, Refresh um, I think it's hydrolauric acid. I definitely probably said that wrong, but you guys know what I'm talking about to moisturize. And I also use their exfoliate scrub. It smells like pumpkin. It's delicious smelling. And I just like get actually really hungry after using the pumpkin one or I want like a pumpkin spice latte. But um, I'm actually going to do uh, an episode about like skincare routine and all that stuff. But I use those products because again, it makes my skin feel nice and good. And you know, just knowing that you're taking care of yourself also kind of grounds you and you're taking care of the body that does, you know, so much for you. And also just using products that are cruelty-free, vegan-free is amazing. And you can um, get all the Valjean products from Marshalls, but you can also go on Amazon. It's linked in their Instagram. So I'm going to put the Valjean Labs Instagram in my show notes. Let's see, what else do I do to take care of myself? So I use the app called FitOn, and I'm also going to put that in the show notes as well. This FitOn app, amazing. I usually try to move my body 30 minutes every single day. Most of the time, I would say I would move my body or exercise three to four times a week, and that's how I also want to take care of my body. I feel better after I do a workout or any type of physical activity, and the FitOn app is such an amazing um, app where it's, it's free, number one, free is for me. And number two, the workouts there. First of all, they have so many workouts for full body, legs, arms, core, everything in between stretching. They also have meditation, like five to 10 minute meditations on the fit on app. And 
that five to 10 meditation. I did Headspace, which I kind of like too for meditation, but the Fit On app, like meditating right after I work out has been like a vibe for me because you just feel really good. You feel really accomplished after a good workout. And then if you just, you know, you're stretching there for five to 10 minutes anyways, you might as well do a meditation and they talk you through it. They talk you through the breathing, all the instructors on Fit On are simply amazing and um, super encouraging and nice. And I follow all of them on Instagram. So if you're looking for a really good meditation app and a workout app all in one and it's free, the Fit On app, that is the best thing I've ever found for moving my body. Another self-care um, thing that I do is journaling. I literally just did <laughs> episode three was all about journaling and how it helps me with my mindset. So if you want any more about journaling, please go and listen to episode three. I also try and do for self-care is to either make my favorite meal or order my favorite meal. So let's say I just want to have a nice night in on like a Friday night and I don't feel like, you know, socializing <laughs> and I want to just take care of myself, turn my brain off. A lot of the times I either cook my favorite meal for myself or, I mean, to be honest, probably order out more often than make. But if you like to cook, hey, go for it. And you just get your favorite meal, either you deliver it or a curbside pickup, and you just sit there with your favorite meal, and you just watch your favorite show, and you're just with yourself, and it's just so nice and relaxing. And speaking of the next thing, watch your favorite show, okay? Watch a favorite show that you're binge watching or a show that makes you like super happy or rewatch one of your favorite shows. I know a lot of people have been rewatching like Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls and all of those things. Um, rewatching New Girl, a lot of people have been doing. And I think it's very important to just sit down. You feel like you always have to be productive, but some days just take a load off sit down and just either rewatch your favorite show to bring back maybe happy memories or just watch a show that's a feel-good show that makes you happy. My feel-good show is This Is Us. I love that show and it makes me feel all the feels. And after I'm done watching it, I just feel so much better. I also like have more faith in people after I watch that show. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but just making a show that you can turn your brain off and it kind of absorbs you into that other world. So you kind of escape reality for like a hot minute. Definitely recommend. Another self-care routine that I do is listening to either my favorite podcast or a very, you know, fun and upbeat playlist. I listen to podcasts that are all about self-development. I'm going to, <laughs> shocker, I'm going to do an episode about all the books that I read about self-development and the podcasts about self-development that really help me, put me in a better mindset. But every time I'm either journaling or if I'm grading work uh, because I'm a teacher, I always have, or I'm driving somewhere, I always have a really good, inspiring on podcast um, in the background. And if you follow me on Instagram, which you should at the Growth Mindset Gal, um, I have a little highlight on my Instagram of all the really good podcasts that I enjoy, such as Gals on the Go, Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder, um, Pretty Big Deal with Ashley Graham, uh, so on and so forth. So definitely your auditory, the what you listen to is going to affect your, you know, mindset and your self-care as well. I've been also loving the lo-fi playlist where it's just like low and chill, like hip hop beats, like no like lyrics or anything. And you're just like studying or doing work or reading or cleaning. 
um, in the background. Lo-fi is such a vibe. And also, um, Danielle Carolyn from the Gals on the Go podcast, she uh, made like a self-love club um, playlist for Valentine's Day. So I'll definitely also link that in the show notes as well because I listened to it and I absolutely loved it. Um, another self-care routine that I do is getting my nails done. I actually got them done before um, I recorded today. And I get my nails done like every two to three weeks. And I love it. And I was always taught that, you know, you're never fully ready unless your nails are done. <laughs> Typical like Long Island, you know, thinking. And it's just something just like going to get your nails done. And I got a pedicure and a manicure today. And you're just getting a foot massage and you're getting a back massage and they're just making your nails all pretty and you just feel nice and fresh and everything like that. So I definitely one of the huge things that I do like on a regular basis is always get my nails done. They play like really calming music and you just feel pampered. You kind of feel like a, like a celebrity for like a hot minute because you're getting all the massages and they're doing your nails and you're just feeling pampered. And I think sometimes we feel like we don't deserve to be pampered, but y'all work so hard. Go treat yourself, get pampered, do your thing, go to a spa, get a facial, get a, a back massage, do it. You do deserve it. Um, also, I like to try new skincare routines or makeup as self-care because um, I actually wasn't really into like coloring in your eyebrows because I got thick Italian eyebrows to begin with. But then I started um, doing it. I think I had the It Cosmetics one and I loved it. I, it, you know, it just like shaped my eyebrows a little bit better in between waxings. So just trying new products like in general, just to, you know, try a new lip or try a new mascara or trying a new, you know, eyebrow pencil or hair products or anything like that just to like kind of zhuzh up your look if you will definitely kind of boost your attitude and your morale for yourself and also to i'm trying new even for guys trying new hair products my boyfriend loves trying new hair products and he also loves trying new um beard products and razors and all that like men's self-care um he also he's very into keeping up with himself i told him i was like you can't be prettier than me like so you need to stop being prettier than me um he takes better care of himself than i do honestly um so definitely just trying new products in general. Um, another thing that I don't really do this, but I see a lot of people do it, is taking a bath and like watching your show or taking a really nice bath and like reading a book. And I'm not really a bath person. I am more of a shower, but I see people take the nice long baths and it looks very relaxing. So if you want to try that, go for it. Um, Another self-care routine I heard from my friend, um, she is the Set in Stone podcast, and I'm going to link that in my show notes, and she has a wonderful podcast. She has a bright energy. Definitely listen to her. And she said for her self-care is she loves singing in a parking garage for like amazing echoes, which I'm like, yes, sing, right? If you love to sing, just go for it. Sing in the car, sing in the parking garage. And she also said putting on a bomb outfit. I didn't even think of that. But yes, when you put on a really nice outfit and you're ready to go, you feel so much better about yourself. So definitely try and just buy, you know, buy, buy a new outfit. Just one. You don't have to go crazy. Go to Marshall's, TJ Maxx. Hey, that's where, that's where I'm at. Or Old Navy. And just buy yourself a bomb outfit to wear just to feel good about yourself. 
Um, I also love to just go to brunch with a couple of my friends, you know, starting off the day, which is have, I love going out to breakfast. I'm not really going out to dinner person. I would rather go out to breakfast and just have a nice coffee and sitting with your friends and just, you know, catching up with one another and feeling supported by your inner circle is one of the huge things I also try and do for self-care is just surrounding myself with people that make me feel better, such as my friends. And I have a very amazing inner circle. I also love to, if I don't feel like socializing, I'll read my favorite book. You know, I even got a heating pad. <laughs> like, guys, I am 26 and I'm like, ooh, uh, Friday night out is to read a book and then put a heating pad on my lower back. Yes. <laughs> um, and I love to just read my favorite book, curl up in my bed, read my book with a heating pad. I got my candle going and it's just like such a ambiance that I set up for myself and it's nice and quiet. So definitely to get lost in the book is a huge thing for self-care. Um, and also work on your creative outlet is definitely a thing of self-care because we're always so wrapped around with, okay, what tasks do I got to get done for work, right? For me, for teaching, like what lessons do I got to create? I got to grade, what parents do I need to call or email, so on and so forth. And you kind of forget your creative outlets. So for self-care, set time aside. First of all, I know I'm going through this whole list, but for self-care, set aside time to take care of yourself. It's not just going to happen where you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm going to give myself a facial. No, that's not going to happen. You need to make it a note somewhere or in your brain. Say to yourself, okay, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., that's an hour for me. I'm going to do some self-care routine, whether it's working out or taking a bath or whatever it may be. Set that hour for yourself. Because I know like some people have children. I know that may be difficult. So that's why you got to make sure that you set aside some time for yourself. You can't help people if you're not helping yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. I love that saying that if you're not feeling your best, you can't help people. So you got to make sure that you set a time for yourself. And so work on that project, work on that painting that you've been, um, you know, working on or that design that you've been doing so on and so forth. And just whatever creative outlet you have set aside time for it, because that's what makes us as humans happy is being creative and trying new things. And the last thing for self-care, dance your butt off. Dance, 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 dance. If you are cleaning your room, that's also self-care for me too. I love cleaning my room. And if you're playing a bomb playlist, just like dance and have fun with people or even just have fun with yourself dancing around your room, playing some like throwback 2000 songs and just living your best life and dancing and just letting out all your emotions and your excitement or whatever you're feeling and just go for it. I love that saying, just like dance like no one's watching. And if you're dancing in your room, no one is watching. So enjoy yourself. Set aside time. And for self-care too, don't take yourself so seriously, guys. <laughs> don't take yourself so seriously. Have fun. That's the thing that I tend to forget that I'm always like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have these lessons I got to make and I got to do this, you know, assessment and all these things. But I'm like, Allie, relax. It's going to get done. It's going to get done. All right. Don't take yourself so seriously. Just wind back and take some time for yourself. Those papers are always going to be there. The grades and emails are going to always be there. You might as well, but you're not always going to be here. So make sure you take some time for yourself and just enjoy your life and don't take your life so seriously.
All right, so now we are on to segment number two. I want to talk to you guys about the five love languages. And it's the book, The Five Love Languages, The Secrets to Love That Last by Gary Chapman. I'm sure you guys have heard about the love languages from social media, so on and so forth, and other podcasts as well. And actually, my boyfriend got me these five love languages because he knows like, I'm obsessed with knowing love languages and all that stuff. Um, so he actually got me this book for Christmas. And so this is the book I'm going to be referencing. I'll put the book also in the show notes. So according to Gary Chapman, there are five love languages. There are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And what love languages are is how someone shows love and wants to receive love. And he talks about how if you and your significant other have two different love languages. It's like you're speaking literally two different languages, like someone's speaking French and someone is speaking Mandarin. Like that's what it's like if you don't understand each other's love languages. It's also important, even if you don't have a significant other, to know your love language and to understand how do you show love and how do you like to receive love so you can even tell your family members, you can tell your friends. And when you get into a relationship, you can, you know, be aware of your needs and how you express um, your love. So in order to keep striving to make your relationship better, you need to know your own love language and also your significant other's love language. And I also enjoyed how Gary Chapman was saying, always strive to make your relationship better. And I think that goes for all relationships, family, friends, significant other, that I think a lot of the times that, you know, again, this episode's about spreading love is that we get too comfortable with people, we get too comfortable with our family, we get too comfortable with our friends and our significant others, and we don't, you know, try as hard, or we get lazy, that happens. And, or we take people for granted because we're like, oh, they're always gonna be there, so I can, you know, not try as hard, or I can just, you know, kind of not be aware of my emotions to them and kind of take advantage of them, so on and so forth. It happens. We're all human. And so I really like how Gary Chapman was saying that always strive to make your relationships better. And that's important too, because this is the Growth Mindset Gal podcast where you're always striving to make yourself better and growing your mindset. And I also think it's important to make sure that you're aware of you're trying to also always improve your relationships. So I'm going to go through the five love languages with you and how it can help in a relationship or even just with self-love in general. Um, you can also find out what your love language is. You can take a quiz um, on uh, the five love languages website, and I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if you don't know your love language, you can take that short quiz. I took it. Um, it's fairly simple. It just asks you a couple of survey questions and then you get your results. Usually you have like a primary love language and then a secondary. So you have usually two of the five that really stand out to you. My love languages is words of affirmation and um, quality time. So I'm going to go through what all of those mean and how they can help you with self-love and also in a relationship. So here we go. Number one, words of affirmation, this is mine. So spreading love and verbalizing it. So Gary Chapman talks about verbal compliments are greater motivation than nagging words. So people's whose love language is words of affirmation means that they like to be loved with words of affirmation and they show their love to you with words of affirmation, saying things like, 
you know, compliments and encouragement such as, I'm so proud of you. You look beautiful today. I love you. You make me so happy. You did amazing in that presentation, so on and so forth. People that are, their primary love language is words of affirmation. They feel loved when people tell them things. So for example, that they enjoy encouragement. If they're trying something new, they like to hear from their significant other, you know, keep trying. You're, you're doing really well at it. I'm so proud of you. You got this. And also to hearing words of forgiveness. So if there is an argument and it's someone with words of affirmation, hearing the person say, I'm sorry, or I apologize for what I did really goes um, a long way. And it's all about to love makes requests, not demands, Gary Chapman said, which I thought was really important because I feel like a lot of times when we're trying to communicate with our significant other, um, we it kind of has a little bit of a nagging tone, like, oh, I told you to take out the trash five minutes ago. Why isn't it taken out yet? So on and so forth. Instead of being like, hi, honey, I really would appreciate if you took out the garbage whenever you get a chance. Right, just kind of like shifting those words, and being in a relationship with anybody, significant other, friend, or family, communication is the hugest thing. So understanding each other is a really important part of your love languages. So I am a huge, huge person. Words of affirmation that I give love, telling people how much I appreciate them, telling people how much they make me happy, telling people how much I love them, telling people how great they're doing and I'm proud of them and I want them to keep going and so on and so forth. See how I'm making a podcast? Words of affirmation. And I think it's also very important if your love language is words of affirmation um, and how to take care of yourself is simple enough is journaling, right? Writing down what you love about yourself. Um, saying words of affirmation in the mirror, saying, I am strong, I am enough, I am worthy, I am a great person, I light up a room, I can do anything I set my mind to, those sort of things. So if you are a words of affirmation person, if you do not have a significant other and you just want to show self-love, or if you do have a significant other and you just want to show self-love, journal journal, 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 talk to yourself in a mirror and either write down great things about yourself or say things out loud because that's how you show love is telling people and verbalizing it. And once you know that too, you can explain to people, hey, I enjoy when I hear like I'm doing a good job or I hear that you love me or I hear that you think I'm beautiful or attractive in some way, shape or form. So you can also then, if you know your love language, you can communicate to people how to love you. Because usually what tends to happen is when people have different love languages and they don't know each other's love language at all, they feel like they're not being loved the right way. And that's why a lot of uh, couples often fight is because one person may be words of affirmation. They're just like, I just want you to say that you love me. And then the other person's, um, you know, love language is acts of service. So that person's like, um, I just cleaned the whole entire house for you, or I built this thing for you, or I took your car for maintenance. That's how I'm showing that I love you. So when you know each other's love language, then you start to see, oh, this they do love me. They're just showing it in their love language and not mine. And so if your partner also knows your love language, they can also try and be like, okay, I know my significant other 
um, needs words of affirmation. So I got to make sure that I am more aware that I let them know like, oh, I'm proud of you or I'm excited for you, so on and so forth. The next love language is quality time. And this is actually my secondary love language. So I show my love when I, because I spend time with people. I make plans with people that I want to see. So quality time um, as a love language is you designate time together that you don't necessarily have to be doing like amazing things, but just spending time or being in the same spot with people, that's going to be your love language. You just enjoy being around people that you love. So in order to kind of show your love language quality time, or even like let your partner know with quality time is designate time together. Because what happens is, you know, some people like their alone time more than others. My boyfriend and I are like that where we enjoy spending time with each other, but we also need our space. I'm a Gemini. He's a Cancer. We like our spaces. So that we designate times to hang out with each other. So that's very important to do. And someone whose love language is quality time that really appreciates someone being like, hey, I made reservations for us for dinner tonight, right? Setting up a designated moment to go do a fun activity together. And that's the thing with quality time is make a list of activities together. So if you know that your love language is quality time and your partner, um, love language is quality time, sit down and like make a list, take out a calendar and be like, hey, let's go um, on vacation this week. Hey, let's go bowling this night. Hey, let's go out to dinner this night. Hey, let's um, watch a movie together tonight. And you designate time to hang out with each other because when someone's love language is quality time, they just want to spend time with people that they love. That's literally it. So Another thing people can do is let's say you're apart a lot or you're apart for most of the day, like during the work week, send pictures to each other being like, hey, going for a run. So that way, a person whose love language is quality time, they feel like they're going through your day with you. Like, you know, sending check-ins with each other and text messages being like, hey, how you doing? I just finished work. What are you up to? Right. So even if you're not actually with each other, but you feel like you're going through the day with each other because you're communicating, sending pictures and sending text messages or like someone being like, hey, I just heard this really awesome song or this really awesome playlist and I want to share it with you, even if you're not with each other, that's still quality time because you're bonding over something. And if your quality time is your love language and you want to practice self-love, have some quality time with yourself. Designate some alone time to journal. Designate alone time to read your book. Designate some alone time um, to watch your favorite show or even go on a hike by yourself um, or go for a bike ride by yourself and just be, you know, listen to your favorite music or your podcast and just spend time with yourself. That's how you can do self-love if quality time is your love language. Next up is receiving gifts. So quality time is definitely, um, I think my boyfriend's secondary love language. So we definitely enjoy spending time with each other. But his primary love language, I'm telling y'all right now, is giving and receiving gifts. This man is like the best gift giver, but he does it like it's a second nature. Me, I'm like, what do you want? I don't know what people want. I'm like, tell me what you need. I will get it for you. And 
he just knows for anyone, not even just me, anyone in his life, he can just be like, oh, I heard you talk about that thing five weeks ago and I found it on Etsy. Now here it is. So if someone's love language is receiving gifts, okay, that's how they show love and that's how they like to receive love is getting gifts from people. They really enjoy meaningful gifts. So people whose love language is receiving gifts are going to be really good at gift giving. So they're always going to be giving you gifts. They're definitely going to be better at giving you gifts than you and just accept it. But if you want to show someone whose love language is receiving gifts and show them that you love them is they love homemade gifts. They love like mementos too. If like, let's say you go on like a hike together and you pick up a really interesting stone and like you save it and maybe you get engraved or something like that as a memory and then you give them to them as a gift, they will love it. They just like the idea or the thought behind, you know, thoughtful gifts. Or for example, um, that they can, you know, write, they have like a gift notebook down and so they can make sure that they know what gifts you got for you. So what you can do if someone's love language is receiving gifts, you can, and I'm going to actually start doing this after I read Gary Chapman's book. I was like, this is a great idea for me is, um, have a gift notebook meaning. So if you're talking with your significant other or a friend or whoever, your family member, and they were like, Oh, I really love this product or whatever, write it down, put it in your phone. So that way the next time there's a holiday or a birthday or a special occasion, you know what to get them. So definitely have a gift notebook. If your significant other, if they show their love by receiving or giving gifts, get a gift notebook, have it ready to go. So that way you can make sure that you have really good gifts to give them. And for yourself to show some self-love, treat yourself. Go on Amazon, find a product that you love or buy a new skincare routine or buy a new, um, you know, laptop, computer, technology, phone, buy a new book for yourself, buy some new makeup or anything that you need, buy some new coffee mugs, whatever you want. But if your love language is receiving gifts, treat yourself and get yourself something nice. And then the next love language is acts of service, acts of service. And this is how people with acts of service, which I also definitely think this is another one of my boyfriend's primary um, love languages. It's more, I think it's definitely like acts of service, receiving gifts and quality time are like his like tier there. And acts of service means that people show love for you by doing things for you. So taking your car to get it washed or cooking you dinner or um, fixing something that you can't do on your own or um, building something for you or so on and so forth. Just doing things for you um, when you need help basically is acts of service. So if um, someone, uh, your family member or a friend or a significant other, um, if their love language is also acts of service, right? If they're out for the day, maybe clean, clean the house. Um, and so when they come home that it's, it's all nice and clean. Um, if someone has been feeling kind of blue and kind of, you know, sad about something, cook them dinner or buy their favorite dessert and, or make their favorite dessert and then play their favorite movie with them and maybe give them, you know, a foot massage or whatever that they need. Um, if someone just had like a big event in their life, right? Um, celebrate it with them by, you know, planning something with them, you know, 
when someone is their love language is the acts of service is they just want to help you. So they're going to show their love for you by just doing things for you and helping you out with different things. And I mean, that could be taken sometimes or like miscommunicated because some people are very independent. They're like, no, I can do it on my own. And sometimes you just have to stop and think and be like, you know what, though, I could probably do this on my own, but that person really wants to help me. And that's how they show their love and show that they care about me and just let them help you. There's nothing wrong with that. Let them help you. And last but not least, the last love language with Gary Chapman is a physical touch. Oh, and also, quick rewind. Um, if you want to do some self-love with acts of service, do things for yourself. So that could mean cleaning your room, right? Clean space means a clear mind. Um, maybe doing the dishes and like kind of organizing everything to make sure your space or your home or your workplace is all set and ready for you to go. Um, if you want to show acts of service to yourself, right? Maybe start thinking about some different types of self-care routines. That is an act of serving yourself when you do take care of yourself. So last but not least, we have physical touch. So when someone's love language or your love language is physical touch, you always need to be touching that person. So no matter where you are, you love giving hugs or high fives, or if you're like hanging out with people, your hand is always on like somebody um, that you care about. So whether it's like a family gathering and hugging everybody, or you're with like a big group of friends with your significant other, you're always, you kind of like chilling with each other, make sure you're like holding hands, physical touch is the last but not least love language. So if you are physical touch or your significant other is physical touch, you know, if you just walk in through the grocery store, hold hands. If you're sitting there watching TV with each other, you know, put your legs on their lap and just like kind of snuggle and hang out with each other. If you're out with like a bunch of friends, you know, hold each other's hands or, you know, lean on each other or something because people that their love language is physical touch, they just need to be you know, touching you in some way to feel that connectedness. That's what all these love languages are, is showing people different ways to connect with one another. And you're showing and people show their connection or show their love with each other in various different ways. And so with physical touch, just always make sure you're just kind of near each other. You're, you're hugging each other, kissing each other, you know, holding hands, even if it's just like by the pinky sort of thing, or you have your hand in each other's pockets you know, or just anything basically touching. And people like that because when they're touching each other, like holding hands or something like that, they feel connected and they feel one with you. And it's really important to have that. And for physical touch, if you're you know want to do a little self-care with your physical touch, you can get like a weighted blanket. It is like the best snuggling thing Ever. If you want to get a weighted blanket, I heard all great reviews. Or if you also want with physical touch, it's just being surrounded by like pillows. If you're laying in bed, you're just kind of hanging out, reading a book or whatever you're doing. You just have a lot of different, like make your like couch or bed like super comfy, right? Because your body's being <clears throat> stimulated by all the different things that are around you. So for physical touch, if you don't want to, if you want to do self-care or you don't have a significant other, so on and so forth, get a weighted blanket. And then have a bunch of nice pillows around you. And that way you're just in a very comfy um, scenario. So again, make sure that 
first and foremost, you know your love language. So you know how you communicate with others, how you love and how you like to be loved. So you can share with people and be like, hey, you do this, but I would really appreciate it if you, you know, did this for me rather instead. And also too, if you're in a relationship to know your partner's love language, your significant other's love language. So that way you can understand each other and there's less, you know, miscommunication that, oh, you know, you don't say that you love me enough. But meanwhile, they do all these acts of services for you. They're going to be like, I show that I love you just in a different way. But now you can be more aware of being like, hey, they're showing me they love me because, you know, they shoveled the entire driveway. So I didn't have to do it. And they could be like, oh, maybe I can be more aware and just say I'm proud of you and say it aloud or, you know, whatever it is. So definitely knowing each other's love language can totally help with connection and communication. And when you know your love language, you know how to love yourself as well. So that's why I kind of put in um, for each of the love languages, you know, different kinds of advice or tips on how to self-love with those five love languages. So I'm going to put that website for um, Gary Chapman's book, and then also the love language tests as well, so you can see what your love language is. All right, guys, so we are getting to the end of this podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed um, learning about the different love languages and maybe trying to figure out which one is yours if you don't already know so. I think it's a very important thing to know about yourself so you can express how you love someone and how someone can love you. So the last segment um, of this podcast is going to kind of build off of the five love languages and kind of how to communicate with your um, significant other or anyone in general. It doesn't have to be a significant other. It could be family members. It could also be a friends. Um, but I want to kind of share what I learned um, in my first committed relationship. So again, I've been with my boyfriend for about two years now, and I have grown so much of, as a person because being in a relationship, you grow and you understand as a person that being single, I was, I loved being single. I could do whatever basically that I wanted and I liked being independent um, and being in a relationship and really has shown me and helped me grow and looking at some of the things that I thought, you know, were okay that I need to improve on and, you know, different sides of me too that I thought were unlovable that are. So you learn definitely a lot of things of being uh, in a relationship. So I wanted to share a few things with you guys to kind of help if anyone's in a relationship out there, kind of navigate through it, especially with communication. And I suffered a lot of relationship anxiety because I have um, chronic anxiety. And so a lot of that showed up in the beginning of the relationship because I was like, oh, what if they just leave or you know, all of those sort of things. And definitely... <clears throat> talking about it with my therapist. I've been in therapy for about a year now and talking with my therapist about navigating a relationship um, has been very helpful because, you know, being single is hard, but also being in a relationship is hard and you kind of have to choose um, your hard and work through things and know that, you know, your relationship is going to be amazing, but there's also going to be bumpy roads that you guys have to navigate through. So I want to share on one of my blogs with you. It's lessons I learned from my first committed relationship. It's on medium.com and also vocal.media.com. Links are in my bio on Instagram. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I just want to kind of go over um, three important tips about what I learned from being in a relationship. So I'm going to kind of start, excuse me, in like the middle of my blog. So here we go. 
Through many therapy sessions, I work through my anxiety in my relationship. Here are some lessons and tips I've worked through during my sessions. These are known as the three C's. Number one, communicate. This is a huge hurdle I needed to jump over. I cringed at the thought of communicating my feelings. Vulnerability shakes me to my core. I have learned though, in a committed relationship, I must communicate. Your partner is not going to be a mind reader. And if something is bothering me, I need to tell him so we can work towards a solution. A super important point to make is to make sure to communicate effectively, to connect with your partner. You have to have honest and open communication. You must also listen to understand, not always listen to respond. Hear where your partner is coming from and try and show compassion. The issue will not be fixed by silence. It will only bubble up into an argument rather than a discussion. Yelling at each other will not create a solution. So here are some phrases you can use to communicate effectively with your partner. Use phrases like, I feel this way because, right? Don't put blame, you made me feel this way, you did this to me. Then your partner is going to become very defensive. But if you say, I feel this way because of something that happened, they're gonna be more open to listening. Say, I understand where you're coming from. Or say, I see your perspective, but, This is how I feel about blank and then you move on. I want to share with you what's been going on in my head. Another phrase can be, I apologize for making you feel that way. That was not my intent and I can see why that made you upset. I want to connect with you on this. Please tell me how I can help you. So those are just a little different sentence starters and phrases to open up a discussion if something is bothering you or you see that your significant other looks bothered and you want to open up a conversation to see if they're okay. And it's definitely not, you know, okay to be like, your partner said something upset them, right? And you could be like, well, I was just kidding. No. Because you may have just been kidding, but your partner didn't take it that way. So I think we should get kind of rid of that na- like natural reaction. If someone gets upset about something, be like, hey, I was just kidding. Don't invalidate someone's feelings. Anyone, for that matter. And just say, oh, sorry, I didn't mean for that to hurt you. Right? That, and then, boom! Validated feelings, apologized, move on because when people get defensive and they say I wasn't being mean that was just a joke you need to get over it that's not going to solve anything so make sure that if someone says you know what you said hurt me even if you didn't mean to like that's fine you didn't mean to but you still did and just say oh I'm sorry that was not my intent to upset you I was just joking or I didn't mean it in that way and then you guys can move on. But if you just say, get over it, I was just joking, don't take it so seriously, or whatever someone might say, that's not gonna move you forward. So definitely use those sentence starters to help even open up a conversation so that way both of you can be on the same playing field. The next C is to compromise. There are two people in a relationship. Both of those people have goals, desires, needs, family obligations, and a circle of friends. You have to work with one another. It's not my way or the highway, or that's just the way I am. No, 
you should plan with each other about how things are going to work in your relationship. Sometimes you may have to go to a family obligation when you're tired one day, but your partner would appreciate it if you came with them. You go. You may compromise on how you communicate and what works best for each other. Some people appreciate brutal honesty and others appreciate a a more graceful approach. Compromise requires some sacrifice, but it's a most, I'm sorry, it's a must for both people to feel supported and valued in a relationship. Compromise, compromise, compromise. A lot of people go into a relationship and being like, this is just the way I am. Take it or leave. If you don't like it, then you don't like me and we're not good for each other. But that's not always the way that it is, right? It's not my way or the highway or this is just the way I am. No, people are always works in progress. And I've definitely grown a lot because when I was single, it was my way or the highway. I just do what I want and that's pretty much it. And I learned from a relationship that you're going to have to compromise and, you know, go to things that sometimes you may not want to, you may be tired, but your partner would really appreciate you going and you go. Or, you know, maybe you really wanted to hang out with them, but they just really need alone time. And you're like, okay, I understand. Give them that alone time. And just communicating with that compromise. Because now you're no longer just by yourself. You're with someone else. So you two have to work together and work through things and compromise on things. Or maybe each other doesn't get the 100% that they want. But remember, you're in a relationship and you have to make sure that you know, you work with each other on things and be a team because that's what it's all about. If you want to just do things on your own, then maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship because it takes two to tango. The last C is compassion. You and your partner are not perfect. You both are going to make mistakes and upset each other. You are going to argue and hurt each other's feelings. It is important to apologize and forgive. We are going to have bad days and lash out at our partners. We must apologize. Your partner may have had a poor sleep schedule last night and was crabby all day at a friend's party. They apologize. Show grace and forgive them. Apologize even if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, but your partner is upset. You still upset them in some way and their feelings are valid. Your partner is stressed out about work and you have no idea how to fix it. Just support them. They will appreciate it. If you don't know how to help them, ask them. If they don't know either and they just want alone time, give them that alone time. Be your partner's biggest cheerleader in all aspects of their life. If they're venting, ask, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? Your relationship will go through many seasons and some days they will not be your favorite season. Love them anyway. Unless... They are showing true signs of abuse and manipulation. That's when it's time to head out. Please listen to your gut feeling. If the relationship gives you more stress than happiness, it's time to go. If you feel like your partner always gaslights your feelings and needs, it's time to evacuate. Your partner should want to make you happy and feel safe. If they're not doing that for you, leave because you deserve so much better. I have learned that I need to work through my emotions and not to always shut them out. I have learned that I need to communicate effectively and not choose anger as my go-to emotion. I have learned to forgive and move on. Do not hold grudges on small mistakes. Okay? Your partner is human, just like you. 
and you must show compassion even in their dark moments as well. We must work together through our low points and explain how we feel. We must show up for each other even when times are tough. I have to quiet my mind and not let my anxiety get to me. Rather, I should share my anxious thoughts and create rational solutions. Being single, I have to admit, was way easier because it is. But being in a relationship provides you an experience of growth. Love is a garden that needs to be nourished. So get the gloves on, lay down the seeds and care for the garden and watch how it flourishes. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Lao Tzu. I hope you guys enjoyed that little blog blurb, if you will, um, from my lessons that I learned from my first committed relationship. And those are just, again, some of the things that I've learned. If it doesn't attain to you, it doesn't attain to you. And that's totally fine. Um, I, again, I am not a relationship expert like Gary Chapman. I'm just sharing um, what's helped me in my relationship. And again, I am still not perfect and I still have a lot more learning to do. And again, I wanted this episode to be simply about how to spread love and communication and kindness with yourself and with others. And again, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and I enjoy making these episodes and sharing this information with you guys. And hopefully this can help you in some way. And if you really did enjoy this episode, please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate and review. And on Spotify, please make sure to follow me. I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day, no matter which or way that you did um, celebrate it. And even though when it's not Valentine's Day, still use your time to spread love, spread joy, and spread just kindness for people because love and kindness goes such a long way and you could really brighten someone's day just showing just a little bit of love and a little bit of kindness. I hope you guys have a wonderful Mindful Monday and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.